Welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. This podcast is actually a spin-off of a Facebook group. My name is Sharon McLaughlin. I created that Facebook group for female physicians so that they would have a place to come and learn about business, to network, and to grow. And we've done just that. So if you're interested, take a look at our show notes for our website, as well as a direct link to the Facebook group. This podcast is going to be about everything business. So let's listen along as we hear about tips to help grow our business. Before we get started, let me tell you about a digital marketing platform I've been using. It is where I host my website. So it has a website capability with very fast loading speed. It has a funnel builder. It has an e-commerce where I can sell my products. It has WordPress hosting, a chat builder where I can talk to customers, has a webinar platform, has an e-learning where I can do, create my courses. It has an app builder if you wanted to do a mobile app. It has a directory builder, has a booking app where people can book appointments with me, has an autoresponder where I can send out emails. It also has professional email creation, such as Sharon at Sharon Mac Wellness. It has social proof pop-ups when, where people buy. It pops up on your website or landing pages has the ability to do text messaging and telegram funnels, CRM, so you can keep track of your customers as they're on your website, a script generator, a magazine builder, a mock-up studio, 3D photo ability, video builder, a floating video, a video wrapper, video tags, video funnel builder, video hosting, and design resources so you could really bring your website to life. It also has a marketplace where you can sell your products to different people on the platform, as well as a web agency. So if you wanted to create a website agency, you can certainly do that. And they also have SEO reporting. You can try all of these tools for a dollar for 30 days. I'll put the link down below. Let's get on with our program for today. In today's episode, we speak to Dr. Josie Mahoney, who is a board certified pediatrician, a certified life coach, and a yoga and mindfulness instructor. She practiced pediatrics at Kaiser Permenti for more than 20 years and was a physician wellness leader her entire career. She is a frequent public speaker on wellness, mindfulness, and coaching. She is a founding leader of the Mindful Healthcare Collective, as well as an assistant volunteer clinical professor as pediatrics at UCSF. Dr. Marhoney believes that living a mindful life is key to physical and emotional health for everyone. As a mindful coach, Dr. Marhoney works on with those who are successful on the surface, yet struggling underneath. She loves helping people transform challenging relationships into amazing ones through mindfulness, intention, and attention. Dr. Mahoney shares yoga as a form of healing, nourishment, self-compassion, and a way of life. She teaches in her local community through her Mindful Healthcare Collective and at medical retreats and conferences around the world. Dr. Mahoney is the founder of Pause and Presence Coaching. You can find more about her coaching, her upcoming group coaching opportunities, and sign up for her blog at DrJessieMahoneyMD.com. It's Jesse with I-E, spelled I-E. Let's listen to Dr. Jesse Mahoney's story. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today. Today I have Dr. Jesse Mahoney. We're going to be speaking about her journey. She speaks about relationships. She does coaching. And it's really with a very unique perspective. So Jesse, thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate it. You know that we're a part of a, a group of women, female physicians. You started your own group too, which is all about mindfulness. So tell us about your journey, how you got started with that, how you ended up where you are today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity and I love getting together and chatting with other fellow female physicians. It just the connection to me is actually one of the most valuable things in doing this work. 
and brings me a lot of joy. So thank you for having me. And how I got into this is um, actually probably serendipitous. And I think sometimes when we look back, we wonder, well, how did I get into this? And why did I get into this? And as I was thinking about this, I was actually um, thinking about a quote that I often share, which came up for me in um, teaching yoga, which is something else that I also do. And I often, as I'm preparing yoga classes, I'm searching for meaningful quotes and I try to bring in themes. And this, this quote was, don't ask yourself what the world needs, but ask yourself what makes you come alive and do that because the world needs people that come alive. And as you asked sort of how did I end up here, I think that's how I ended up here was I at, um, a few years ago really slowed down and took a look and figured out kind of what makes me come alive and what I was doing and was what I was doing in line with what I was really meant to do or maybe what I really wanted to do. And so that was where I had this sort of shift. And what I, what I do now is work with um, people on figuring out really what makes them come alive. And I think for so many of us, we have lots of thoughts and dramas and challenges that are holding us back or thoughts about those things that are holding us back. And so I really focus on helping people learn to pause and be present, which is what I call um, what I do, which is mindfulness, but not not sort of traditional mindfulness and really looking at your life and figuring out where you want to go with it and how you want to live it and how can you show up for you and your family as the best version of yourself. So the, um, you know, a few years ago, I had was about 20 years into my career as a pediatrician and I had three teenagers and a lot of leadership roles and had been sort of on the should do path. And to be honest, feel very proud of all that I did and made a lot of contribution. And I also felt like I really needed to do something different, but I didn't really know what it was. And as usual, when these things happen, it's a crisis that sort of put, put, pushes you into action. So in my case, um, my husband developed some pretty significant um, mental health issues. And this was sort of the thing that made me realize, wow, I need to step back and figure out what's going on. And I didn't find the solutions immediately. And I do like to share that with people. It's not like I was like, oh, great, I'm just going to go do this. It took me about two years to figure out what was the right answer. And ultimately, I um, found yoga and I found coaching. And I had always dabbled in mindfulness and yoga, but I didn't sort of, wasn't someone who went all the time every day. And I initially started there just saying, I need to go and I need to learn how to breathe again and create a little bit of space. And then I also hired a coach who was not a physician coach, but um, she was married to a physician. So I felt like maybe she understood. And she really helped me see how I was getting in my own way and create space to see solutions. So what I discovered along the way is for me, it's this combination of mindfulness and mindset and thought work that really allowed me to move forward and see what I needed to do and where I wanted to go. And that's what I really like to help people do. I see them as sort of um, like the solution to being human because as humans, we all have struggles and we all have challenges. And yet 
what I realize now is not just the last five years, but my whole life I've spent sort of getting in my way, seeing drama, making things that my mom said mean something else. And hopefully she's not listening, but, <laughs> um, you know, making, making things much more complicated than they perhaps needed to be. And this work allows you to simplify and sort of declutter your situation and really get at the core of who you are and what you want. So when I work with people, I often talk about like, what would love do? Or what do you want to do as opposed to what do you think you should want to do? And I think what really allows me to do that and allows the people I work with to do that is this notion of mindfulness. Mindfulness creates that space where you can just be aware and look inside and not judge. And then you can kind of figure out where you want to go. Not with a purpose or a huge goal in mind, I think. Um, it's actually really interesting because I bet on the outside, people think I'm very much like this goal for focused person who's pushing and doing all that. And very much for me, getting places, um, I get there much faster and much farther and more authentically when I step back and create space for that and just be and really connect with who you are. And I think for many people, that's true. It's the chance to kind of breathe and be is where your power and, and, um, just the beauty of life are. And I think so many of us miss it. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, you, you hit upon so many angles there. This should be. As physicians, we are supposed to be attending, right? Like that's what society puts on us. I can tell you when I left medicine, we you know when I left my practice, I had to answer to my husband. I had to answer to my family. And it's not something at the time I was just so burnt out. I was like, why, you know, why am I answering to anybody? I was still making a living. I was still working. I was still using my license, but not in the typical plastic surgery practice that I was running around doing lots of call, lots of post-op visits, unexpected calls. So as far as the physicians out there that are listening, you don't owe it to anybody but yourself. And I really appreciate you saying that. And obviously you bring that up with the physicians, like with your coaching your clients, because it's important to realize that you don't owe anybody an explanation. So that was definitely one angle that I was like, wow. And then as far as goals, like we see people in our group, even they've come a long way. They're making multi-millions. It's, it's wonderful for them, but that's not everybody's path. And you shouldn't have to feel like this has to be your path. It is okay to stay exactly where you are. And of all the coaches that I've spoken to, the physicians that I've spoken to, especially on the podcast here, Jesse is the first person to tell me, it's okay to stay exactly where you are. It's, and it really is if you think about it because who cares about the path forward if right now you're burnt and you can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. Work where you are right now. And so it's wonderful to have a coach like you. Just, again, it has to do with mindfulness and being aware. So thank you. Thanks for bringing that you know, and putting that on the table. I, one of the things I think that I had mentioned is this idea that as physicians, we're fixers. And so we fix other people and we think that we need to fix ourselves. And one of the things that I've learned through my own work and through helping others is that sometimes when we stop fixing, things actually fix themselves or get better, or we notice they don't even need to be fixed. And so much of life is just this um, experiencing of life. And when we don't stop and pause, and so that's the sort of pause and be present, we miss it. And I was um, in my yoga class this weekend, uh, I was actually focusing on presence and this idea of being present and noticing and taking the time to be there. And um, there was this quote I came across from Maya Angelou, which is, it's not about the number of breaths we take, but the number of, I'm not going to say it quite right. So um, the number of 
moments that take our breath away. And it, I noticed that without the presence, we miss those. And so a huge piece of it is stepping back and noticing we often have moments that take our breath away in the middle of mess, in the middle of the chaos of your, your teens, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of, you know, whatever, you can find that even in a struggling relationship, we often are just looking for the problems and how do I need to fix this? And where do I need to go from here? And so much of the solution is allowing yourself to step back and be, but it's not the natural physician tendency. Uh, this reminds me actually of something. It's just funny. It's come up twice in the last two days. And um, I've worked with two different people who very much um, you know, were trying to solve problems and had problems in their lives to solve. But the solution for both of them came in this, in this thought that like they could approach their life today. For one, it was like being in a spa and actually being a busy physician and trying to manage toddlers and life. And if they approached it from this very nourishing healing perspective of like, I can approach all that busyness and my patients from this space of just being spa-like and relaxed and in the moment, and that actually allowed this person to like get her charts done faster and enjoy her time with her toddler and enjoy her walk and all of those things. And the other client's um, approach was more about a approaching her time with patients and her family as like a yoga class. And I know, so you don't even have to be into yoga or the spa, but it's just the shift in perspective that like when you show up as a physician, as sort of a yoga teacher, right? And you're in creating space for people to come exactly how they are and this non-judgment and you're breathing and being present, the experience for you and for them is totally different. And so it's not fixing anything. It's not fixing the system. It's not you know actively um, solving problems, but just allowing yourself to be and that, that there's just this magic in learning to do that for yourself and for everyone around you. Looking back, with the path that you've taken, would you have done anything differently? It's interesting because I think as the mindfulness coach, I should say no. And I should just say the path is exactly as it was. Uh, but I'm actually just going to be truthful and authentic and say, yes, I would. <laughs> um, because I think that I waited too long to kind of, um, I like to say, to step into my own lane or to be myself. And I spent a lot of time doing what I thought I should and um, not even being willing to look at it. And I realized that I spent a lot of time struggling unnecessarily and I didn't need to do that. And I'm now um, 51. So, and I have two kids that are pretty much out of the house, one still, and I just wish that I had enjoyed it more. And, you know, it's, I look back, it was fabulous and wonderful and I'm not, but I, I see now that I, you know, there's possibility out there for things to be different and to have, you know, enjoyed my relationships more. And what I've learned is, you know, when you stop controlling things, things are just much more beautiful. And so I wish that these were skills that I had learned early on. And I wish that, um, even, um, you know, as a pediatrician and someone who cares so much about families and relationships, like this is magic. And this is actually why I kind of um, switched course recently, because I thought, you know, the impact I can make by sharing this with parents and improving relationships and improving families can really change sort of how we all approach the world rather than this one moment in time, you know, um, seeing all the sort of 
morbidities in kids of anxiety and stress and they're coming from these relationships and us pushing and trying. And so I do wish that I found it sooner and I would do that differently. And the other thing that I would do differently is um, trust myself and believe in exactly who I was. I, ha I had all this stuff in me and I didn't show it to the world for a really long time. And so I wish for everyone that, that idea of like um, doing what you're meant to be and finding what makes you come alive. Because imagine, and it might sound a little hippie in Berkeley and I grew up in Berkeley, but like imagine the world if everyone showed up just being this beautiful version of themselves. Because I do think we would actually get more done and the world would be a more kind, more loving um, place where we all just took care of each other better. And so I do wish that I had found that sooner and, and been willing to bet on myself. And I, I, I think for many women, we um, hesitate to do that. And even when we bet on ourselves and in the beginning, it's like, well, let me see how everyone else is doing it. And let me figure out how to kind of do a slight version of that. And I'm still learning this, but really learning how to be you. I think that's where our strength comes and be authentic and, um, it's interesting because I often have a hard time answering questions about like, well, what are you doing and why? And it's because I'm complex. And so I do a little bit of all these things and I don't want to give up all these little pieces of me. But when I own it as um, me and who I am, then I think, oh, okay, well, that is just who I am. Tell me going forward, what plans do you have? What would you like to see? I want to grow what I'm doing into something bigger, but exactly what that looks like, I'm still figuring that out. I 100% when the world opens up, um, want to do yoga, yoga retreats where I combine the yoga and coaching because together I think they work really synergistically and just create magical change. And I am a nature fanatic and so I want to do them in beautiful um, places, whether near me or far. and uh, so I definitely plan to do that. In the meantime, I do them on Zoom and they're beautiful in their own way and they do allow a lot more people to participate. But in the future, uh, for me, people are so important. So connecting people and then growing my groups and um, relationship groups and parenting groups and really working on what I like to call mindful connections. Yeah, I love working in groups and facilitating groups. It's something that I've always done. You know, I worked in physician wellness for 20 years while I was um, being a pediatrician in a large HMO. And that was the thing that just really makes me come alive and I really enjoy it. So I want to grow that piece of it um, while still doing my one-on-one -on -one work because I really enjoy that. And then the last piece that I really I'm excited about is collaborating with other people. I found this um, tremendous connection with um, Dr. Ni Cheng Liang, and we do the Mindful Healthcare Collective. And um, we actually have seven other physicians who do that with us, but she and I have also developed some collaborative offerings. And just the beauty of working with someone who is like minded and yet very different, and we have very different backgrounds. And so uh, that work brings me so much joy and I feel like it offers so much to the people who join us. And so I want to continue to work on that. And we are actually, um, she and I, um, creating a podcast. We have, uh, 
recorded a couple of sessions. So it's going to be called the Mindful Healers. And with that work, it's sharing this notion of mindfulness as a way to create healing and growth and um, really optimize health, not just for people working in healthcare, but everyone. And um, we have very different stories of how it's impacted our life, but being able to share that more broadly. So it's a, it's a, you know, a diffuse vision, not very specific yet. And I, I'm struggling, I think, in this time with the world and it's constantly changing, right? How can I know what I want to do in five years? And yet I also know from all of the goal setters, which I've already told you, I'm not a super goal setter, right? Like um, that it's good to have, you know, to me, it's about dreams. That would be my dreams. I had watched some of your videos. You have Facebook groups. For people out there that are listening, tell us where they can find you. Tell us about the Facebook groups. You offer so many different you know, modalities. You guys are doing a ton of work, ton of videos, a ton of information that you're putting out there. So thank you. Where can someone find out more about that? So a couple of different things. So you can find out specifically about me and my work. Um, I have a um, business called Pause and Presence. And it specifically doesn't have coaching after it because I'm putting everything under pause and presence, which is really what I'm about. And there you can find out about doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, the mindful connections groups, the mindful moms. Um, and also I actually do some coaching for institutions and fellows and I love that. So you can find out about all of that. And then um, there and with the Mindful Healthcare Collective, I teach a lot of yoga and I love, um, I love, love, love teaching yoga. So um, I do want to say in this group that I love teaching yoga for other people's groups and conferences and retreats. So if anyone would love to have that be a part of it, you can um, absolutely reach out to me. The collaboration in the Mindful Healthcare Collective, you can find us at, um, it's www.themindfulhealthcarecollective.com. You can sign up there to get the weekly events. You can also join us. We have a Facebook group called the Mindful Healthcare Collective.com, and, and I can attach to this the link to sign up. Um, we do just ask that you work in healthcare to be a part of it. And so that's one of the um, questions. And through that group, we actually offer multiple sessions a week, at least one yoga a week. With, and I do most of the yoga teaching. Dr. Ann Kennard also teaches there. And it's a great opportunity to be in community with other physicians. And the courses are, they're all levels and just beautiful sort of time to spend together, stretching, healing, breathing, nourishing yourself. So we do that once a week and we do sessions on coaching and sessions. We're doing a book club with Rhonda McGee this week on um, mindfulness and racial issues. We've done some on together. So there's lots of really unique and interesting opportunities there. So I would really encourage folks to um, join us there. And then um, you can, I forgot to just mention, you can find me, it's, it's um, jessiemahoneymd.com and it's IE, Jesse with an IE. You can find me there. Jesse, thanks so much for being on the show. This is a great episode. And I want everyone, as far as the members go and the female physician entrepreneurs, to take note. It's not that we have to go and do more. We've done a ton already. So if we could just take what Jesse provides us, maybe do some coaching with her, just live in the presence. That's, I think, the most important thing right now is just to be present and be thankful for where we are and to be aware. So thank you very much for gifting this to, to us. Thank you so much for having me. It was such fun.
Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.